Hi, everybody, and welcome to Musicals and Mimosas. I'm Alex. And I'm Julie. And tonight we are having apricot mimosas. Uh, we are making these with Luza apricot nectar and barefoot bubbly Moscato Spumante champagne. It's half and half, half apricot and half champagne. Uh, so, uh, I haven't actually tried mine yet. Have I you? haven't either. <laughs> no, let's try this. Let's, let's see how this goes. There is a theme to this, mm. which we'll get to in the show. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. <laughs> um, so if you would like to get a mimosa and sip along with us while we chat, or if you're underage and you want to get a famosa or a glass of milk, you can go ahead and do that too. Uh, we'll pause it now and resume when you got your, your setup ready. Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple different things tonight. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, we each did a little bit of our own uh, tonight. Uh, so let's talk about the one that we did both watch, and that is uh, continuing with our discussion of Fosse Verdon. And we are talking this time about episode five, uh, which is uh, titled, Where Am I Going? And this is a little more of a kind of like a bottle episode that we've than what we've seen with Fosse Verdon. This is very much, uh, it takes place in basically one location in this like beach house where Bob is throwing a party. He's got uh, Gwen there. He's got a bunch of different people in the industry there. He's got his uh, newest little young girl there. Who is Anne Reiking, by the way. It's not just any girl. It's Anne Reiking. It's a very, very young Anne Reiking, but still her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not just why, why, do you, why do you explain who she is for those that might not know so who she is? She, Anne Reiking was, um, a, you know, kind of a Broadway star. And I believe she originated um, one of the roles in Chicago, and which coincides with the fact that they are talking about doing Chicago in, um, like, it's it's leading up to doing Chicago um, on Broadway um, in this particular episode of Fosse Verdon. So, yeah. So what did you think of this particular episode? It's a little different. It's a little more dramatic. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're, we're starting to see a lot more of the two of them. I, I, I kind of like this one. Yeah. Um, I... I, I the, the beginning, I was a little like... Mm, I, I liked it as we got more towards the end. And we actually uh, have um, Gwen and Anne yeah. uh, talking. And there's a great scene where they're in the, the room. And uh, spoiler alert, but... Um, well, I guess it's not spoiler. But Gwen is talking about all Bob's past flings. Yeah. And about uh, their daughter, Nicole, Nicole. And how he's very protective of her. And how he's opened up a little bit with Anne, which I thought was kind of interesting. But. Yeah. And we also see a little glimpse into um, Fosse's past. It appears that maybe he endured some sexual abuse when he was younger um, in his upbringing, which probably explains a little bit about how he is now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's still I'm still very intrigued by this. Um, I'm, we're uh, we got three more episodes to go, so I'm wondering how we're gonna wrap this all up. What it's gonna end with, but I don't know. Uh, I'm still try, quite intrigued, and I, I think uh, 
they are perfect for these roles. And oh, yeah. I'm going to be really surprised if we don't see award nominations for Emmys for them because especially Michelle Williams is doing very well. Yeah, oh yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, but yeah, so uh, check if you haven't been watching Fo- Fosse Verdon, you need to check it out. It's on FX, FX Now app. Go over there, check that out. Uh, so why do we have apricot mimosas tonight? Well, it started out because um, I watched a movie musical called Kismet tonight, and which takes place in Baghdad. And did some research and found that uh, apricot was one of the uh, fruits over there. So, and then we found the apricot nectar and we're like, you know what? We'll use that. But then we kind of went our own way because Julie here went off to see a school production of Aladdin Jr. So, uh, I'll go ahead and start off with Kismet. So, uh, Kismet is uh, a 1955 movie musical. This is based on the Broadway version of Kismet, which is based on the earlier 40s movie of Kismet. Uh, For those uh, theater fans that aren't totally familiar with Kismet, so for those that are not familiar with Kismet, uh, the the Broadway production, since we are musicals and mimosas, we're not going to go too much into the 1940s version. So the Broadway production of Kismet opened at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York City on December 3rd, 1953, and ran for 583 performances, and it won the 1954 uh, Tony Award for Best Musical. Uh, this is directed by Vincent Minnelli. Uh, and Stanley Doonan came in at the end. I believe Vincent Minnelli was going off to work on another production or whatnot. And so for four days, Stanley Doonan had to take over as directing, from what I read. Uh, it stars Howard Keel, and Blythe. Hey! Uh, Doris Gray, Vic Damone, Monty Woolley. And this is a story, like I said, this takes place in Baghdad. And let me just say, first and foremost, I think if they made this today, people would have a lot of problems with uh, whitewashing and uh, cultural misappropriations. (laughs) um, Yeah, so, uh, but anyways, so uh, Howard Keel is uh, a poet and he and his daughter are kind of bottom of the class. He's a poet. He doesn't make a lot of money. And one day he is mistaken for a beggar. And this starts off on a 24-hour journey. This whole thing takes place within a day. And he is mistaken to by a beggar. And he was t- taken out into the desert. And then things happen. And... It plays along with Kismet, and the name is Fate or Destiny is what it means. Mm -hmm. And he goes out to the desert, gets returned, and a whole bunch of things happen. And it's basically everything that's happening is happening to him, and he thinks it's happening out of pure luck, basically. He's getting lucky getting all these things, but everything's falling into place with him. Uh, But then his daughter... Uh, meets a prince but then he's got to convince the prince not to get married because he's with the vizier and the vizier thinks he's this there's a lot going on with kismet Mm. um but basically that's what it is it's 
a bunch of mistakes that this poet believes in kismet and believes this is part of his fate and his destiny that's guiding him, basically. There's a couple, you know, decent songs. Uh, one of the most recognizable is probably Stranger in Paradise. Uh, it wasn't a horrible movie. I was expecting a lot worse out of it. Uh, we watched the trailers before going into this, and the 1940 version looked a little more intriguing to me. Uh, there, there's a couple song and dance numbers in this that weren't bad, but like I said, it's it, it definitely feels a little dated, and it doesn't feel kismet. Uh, but yeah, so it takes place in Baghdad. Like I said, it takes place over the... It takes place over 24 hours. So it's interesting in that form mm -hmm. is that all these events that are happening, boom, 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 boom. This is all happening in just one day of this guy's life. Kismet, uh, from what I've read, the Broadway production was really, really good. And this is kind of a disservice to the Broadway production. It was interesting, though, too. This is the first thing that I've seen that Vincent Minnelli directed, which was interesting to see uh, a production that he worked on. But, yeah. So let's talk about Aladdin. Well, Aladdin, I mean... Aladdin Jr. Uh, it's Aladdin Jr. Um, so my school is a charter school. Um, and um, we are actually a K-12 through school. But my school... We are actually on two campuses. So the elementary school, like the elementary school is like two streets up or down, depending on which way you're going, um, from the upper school campus. Our upper school campus houses six through twelve. And you may have recalled when I talked about doing high school musical that I had students in my in my show that were eleven and I had some that were eighteen. Um, well the elementary school, they actually have their musical tonight um but they do things a lot differently than we do um there it's actually a drama club um they go in they meet once a week um at seven o'clock in the morning that's the time that we start um so they come in early they only rehearse once a week um they it's all voluntary versus a lot of my kids which were there because they were voluntold to be in it that's my term for what they were volunteering but they were told they had to be in it um they but anyway so they're it's open to kindergartners through fifth graders um one of the main reasons i went to go see it is um scheduling is i don't know if you know how like school systems work or whatever but um at my school because we're small in a charter school um the person that does scheduling is a friend of mine um, I also refer to him as my work husband, but that's okay. Um, and he likes me, and he's kind of the reason I got to teach drama this year. We grew up about an hour away from one another. We had He went to a camp growing up. We had like a mutual friend that I was friends with in high school that he knows. Um, but anyway, so he worked on the street, according to him, and he's one that knows, um, that as of right now, for next year, I teach, right now I teach six classes. I teach four English classes, all seniors, and they are done. Their grades are due today, but side note. Um, and then um, I teach a high school drama class and a middle school drama class. My middle school drama class this year was a semester long, so I only had the kids for like half a year. Um, as of right now, I have enough interest in theater to fill three middle school year long drama classes so help me god um then i'm gonna have a musical theater class for my high school students and then i'll probably have two english classes 
Um, so the main reason I wanted to go is to like see kids that might be part of my program next year. Um, but like I said, they do things a lot differently there. Um, they actually double cast the entire show. Um, they had a, a, a cast and a B cast or a, a lamp cast and a carpet cast actually is what they called it. Um, most of the kids that were in one cast were in the other cast in another one. And I know a lot of people um, advocate for double casting basically because if something goes wrong and one kid is unable to perform, they can pull the other one in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I did not do that for my show. I honestly didn't have enough kids to do it. Um, it was a little bit risky. I didn't need to replace anyone. I had people on standby in the event that I did. Um, it didn't happen. Knock wood. Um, but you know, it was a, it's an elementary school production. Um, you know, like it wasn't like the, the thing that bothered me the most. And I think I understand what the problem was. Um, their scene changes took forever. Um, junior shows are typically only about an hour, hour and a half in runtime. This was almost two. Um, they put an intermission. I don't know if the intermission was supposed to be there. I understand why she did it. Um, they did some neat things. Um, in it, there was, um, when they did, uh, a whole new world, um, they, like, they actually do have a stage. We don't have a stage. So they, they, Jasmine and Aladdin were actually up on the stage. Um, they created like three, like elevation to make them look like they're up high and on the ground on the area in front of the stage, um, they had like dancers, but they also had, they used like a black light effect and they, um, had like different icons like um, the Taj Mahal and the Statue of Liberty and the Eiffel Tower um, to make it look like you know they were going over it and it was done in black light effect um, when the he they sang Prince Ali they did a procession that's what opened the second act um, they uh, like came through and they actually had like an elephant that they could ride on or the, the kid could ride in um, and that was actually really cool the costumes were beautiful um yeah but um you know it it's so hard to put on a show like that especially with small kids um i was talking to the director after the show and she said that her biggest trouble like was kids like wandering off and uh, like I, I relatable she said a lot of times it's like hurting cats and whatever but um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see them. I mean, I, a lot of them, so there's our school, but then there's another um, middle school. It's called DSA, which is Davenport School for the Arts. They only go up to eighth grade. But I guess a lot of the kids are going there. Um, six audition, and all six of them got in. Um, but it only goes up to eighth grade. So, um, you know, maybe I'll see some of them in a couple years. Um, I don't know, but it was really cool um, to see it, and you know, theater inspires, and it starts there. Um, two of my kids that I had this year, um, one was in High School Musical with me, and one wasn't. In fact, I was going to double cast both of these girls together as Sharpay, but one of them didn't audition, um, and so I just ended up doing the one, but they were both her kids, so... Um, yeah, and she and I talked about, like, ways that we could be, like, more together. Um, 
But the things that were interesting is like my show, it was me and my kids did everything. I did have some help with another teacher backstage um, that came in like last minute to help with, you know, adulting backstage. But for the most part, like the kids all ran the tech, the kids did the set changes, the kids did their costume changes. And, you know, working with smaller performers, like you need more adult manpower backstage. So I guess that's the difference between middle and high school. But it was a good experience. Like I'm glad I went and, um, Congratulations to the cast and crew. I know it's so hard to pull off. Yeah, so that's funny. I forgot about the Prince Ali procession, but I actually had a procession in my movie too. <laughs> uh, when the prince goes off to get his soon-to-be uh, bride, he has a procession to go get her. And uh, it was quite the elaborate. Maybe that's just a thing. And um, But what was in talking about that, it reminded me of the, the thing that I liked about Kismet is it, it wasn't my favorite movie. This wasn't the... It's it's very similar to a kind of an Arabian Nights type story. But it's all soundstage. It's all backdrop. It's all physical. It's all actually made. Everything was done for this production. And nowadays they on locate or they'd cg everything in they'd cg the backgrounds in and so i i do like that you know all the costuming and you know it was all you know even though they you know it doesn't hold up quite as well as i think that others from the time period have held up to me when i've gone back and watched them the amount that they put into the production you know um, yeah, so, uh, and Aladdin is one of our Broadway shows this season. Yeah, yeah. There was a song in it that I did like that, because, I, I mean, I don't know if it's because of the junior version. There were only two songs oh. that I'd never heard of. And the movie version coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, there were only two songs that I'd never heard of um, that I believe were, like, from the Broadway, and one... But one I liked, and now I don't remember what it's called, but now I don't have the prayer room with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. This is why we've gone back to a, a more chat format yeah. than the structured format, because we are both really bad with facts. I am horrible with names. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to recall a name, I cannot. I can recall character names. I can't recall actors. So this is why we do a chat, because it's very informal and... We're not 100%, you know, knowing our stuff, but we yeah. like to talk about what we like to watch. Yeah. Um, so, um, other, you know, starting to wrap things up, other news. Uh, we have the first teaser trailer has dropped for Judy. I have oh, not yet yeah. seen it yet. Uh, I'm sure as soon as we get done with this, we are going to go watch that. Uh, oh. This is the Judy Garland biopic starring Renee Zellweger as... Judy Garland. It uh, comes to theaters on September 27th. Um, and it seems to be getting some good buzz from what I've seen. Uh, we also have a West Side Story December 2020 release date for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Uh, any any more excitement from you on that one yet? You, you got any? Uh, you feeling uh, any better about it? You know, here's the best thing that I'm going to explain it. Um... 
when Legally Blonde, the musical, came out, I was like, yeah, really? Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I was skeptical, and I went to go see it, and I loved it. Um, same with Shrek. Like, I remember we watched the recorded live version mm-hmm. on, like, Netflix or something, and I was like, Shrek the musical? Like, really? Yeah, I think, if, I think we both had that, like, and. Shrek. But, but here's here's the funny thing about Shrek, though. Like, we really enjoyed it. And teaching, you know, always a drama teacher, no matter what. Um, but you can take the English teacher out of her English classes, but she's still going to be an English teacher. Um, I actually showed Shrek the musical to my high school classes, my, my seniors, when we were doing satire. Do you know those kids loved it? Like, they loved it. Like, I am shocked. And so, like, I have a lot of kids in my drama classes that were, that are in, I mean, I have a lot of kids in my English classes that are in drama. In fact, the majority of my drama classes is probably made up of seniors. But um, we also, um, like, some kids that were not part of my drama program were asking, like, theater questions, like, about, like, costume changes and, like, how this happens and that, how that happens. So, like, sharing that with them, even though it wasn't... I mean, most standards for English... Just kidding. A lot of standards for drama are English standards because there is a component, a big component, actually, of the English, like, the national standards or whatever common core or whatever um that do tie into drama um but it was like cool like sharing them with those especially with kids that i didn't even think were like cared about theater at all and to see them so fast and it was the majority well most of my most of the senior classes boys anyway but the boys were just fascinated by it and that that made me happy um so uh, you know i so I'm going to share the same anyway sidetracked side um, I'm going to share the same sentiments with um, you know the new West Side Story as I did with Legally Blonde and Shrek I'm going to give it a chance and, until it comes out yeah. and then I'll make my judgment call fair enough and uh, let's see uh, talking about our we have Mean Girls on our Broadway season very excited about that and uh, it has come out that um Mary Kate Morrissey is going to join the national tour of Mean Girls. She was uh, a former Elphaba oh, okay. in Wicked. Uh, she is joining the tour. See who she is? Yeah. Uh, she is going to be Janice Sarkis. Oh, okay. Sarkassian. She's Janice. Yes. She is going to play Janice. All right. So I have no idea what that means uh, or I who know. that is. She's got to have a, I hope she has a big voice. Well, if you're playing Elphaba, then you probably do have a big voice. So um, I was hoping Barrett Wilbur Reed would... Barrett Wilbur Reed, who's the Broadway Janice, because I love her. She's probably my Broadway girl crush. Um, and if any yeah. tour producers or anyone happens to listen to us, which I doubt they will, but um, Pretty Woman has announced that they are going mm-hmm. on the national tour, and we would just like to put out there that, you you know... Uh, Bring Adam Pascal on the tour. <laughs> he's done it on Broadway, he knows it. He's toured. We saw him in Something Rotten last season. So he's used to touring. He knows the role. If you wouldn't mind putting him in for a little bit, that'd be great. Because we missed him when he was in. We we died that we couldn't get up there to see him on Broadway. 
in the role. I think he'd be fantastic in that role. Um, yeah, so uh, it was a very kind of Arabian night tonight for us with our apricot uh, mimosa. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Kismet, I wouldn't seek out the, the movie version. I, I'd be interested to see a live production of it. You probably won't, especially if it's this culture room misappropriated. Uh, well, I think if it's done right, it, it wouldn't be bad. Um, but then again, I mean, Aladdin, there's already talk about the movie about the Aladdin, Alad, the, I, I don't, I'm bad with names, the, the guy playing Aladdin, the girl playing Jasmine, mm. that they're not ethnic enough into the roles of Aladdin and Jasmine. and But, like, I don't think the story was bad. I don't think mm. the story was was it, the the story wasn't culturally misappropriated. It, it's the the performances and the way it's done, you know. Mm. Um, because it it does it it does work in um, prayer. It works mm. in the Quran. It works in Allah. It works in all that. It's just I didn't buy it from the actors mm. that were there. I'm like, I don't really think. They would be the ones in Baghdad. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know 100% about Baghdad. But just from me watching this, I felt like it was like a little bit like... I wanted, you know... Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but it sounded like Aladdin Jr. was a, a good experience to go yeah, see. Yeah, I'm glad I did. I, I, I wish I could have brought some of my kids to it. But I didn't... It's kind of a last minute thing. And I we were in our state testing. And I haven't seen a lot of my kids... I haven't seen any of my classes. Often, more or less, for the better part of two weeks so um and two kids that would have come with me um had a birthday party tonight so and then um i barely made it to the show because the we take there's this main road that we take that because we live i live about we live about half an hour from school my school and um there's this main road it's highway 27 and there was this horrible horrible wreck um it it's about 10 minutes from our son's school i went drove all the way like almost to his school today and had to go all the way back around and take this roundabout way to get there and it was still closed and it was closed when i came home at like 9 30 tonight oh, for those listening that want a little picture of what this accident was a court uh this is from uh spectrum news 13 a local news station here it's according to florida highway patrol the driver of a semi-truck struck the back of a 2004 Nissan vehicle on US-27 after failing to slow down, which created a domino effect. The Nissan hit the back of a 2004 pickup truck, and that truck hit the back of a 2017 Ford SUV. Soon after the Nissan caught fire, becoming engulfed in flames, the semi also overturned onto its side, slid across the roadway, blocking southbound lanes of the road. The pickup truck and the and a 2019 Toyota four-door vehicle then collided with the semi. Uh, the driver and the passenger in the Nissan were pronounced dead at the scene, So, uh, and there were other multiple vehicles with minor injuries, so it was a two-fatality uh, incident. But it was a crazy-sounding incident. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, we can go into a whole uh, episode yeah, of my, well. my uh, feelings about truckers. But uh, anyways, hopefully no one listening is a trucker. Yeah. Uh, I do have to respect truckers because they actually bring the shows to town. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
so uh, thank you for listening in with us, and we were we hope that you uh, enjoyed uh, sipping along with us, and uh, we will talk to you mm. next time. When we do Anastasia. Yes, this we, week. Yes, we are seeing a touring production of Anastasia, so we are going to have some uh, Russian-themed mimosas with us. Yeah. Uh, so join us for that.